so good to be here in the house of God, isn't it?
Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to Revival, night number two. I was listening to this wonderful team filling the Lord. I just thought about our music here at the church. There's, if we did music different every week, I don't think we would ever be disappointed. We just got so many wonderful anointed teams here at our church. And we just give it up for the youth tonight, Altered Praise Team. Did such a wonderful job. Yeah, we're happy that you're here tonight, night number two for Revival, as I said. And we're in for such a treat. Amen. 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 It's going to be a wonderful night. Well, we're going to get started. The Lord's here. We're here. Let's get out and greet one another and welcome each other to Revival tonight.
be revived tonight. Yes, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, revive us. Restore the joy, restore our strength, God. We love you and we honor you in this place tonight, God. Revive us, Father, revive us, Lord, in Jesus' name.
Well, come on and let's not do that halfway. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. We have been in revival. The Lord is blessed and touched. How many of you have been blessed already? You've been blessed by the Lord. He has touched you. Sister Pride Moore came in tonight. She, last night in service, she was going through it, having a, very, a physical problem right there in service. She just had the daring faith to believe. Walked down to the front, had the ministers, Brother Sergeant and me and several ladies around. We all got around her, prayed for her. We told her, you know, if you have any problems, you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital, you call ER. Sister Sergeant said she just walked through the back door and Sister Pride Moore looked over at her and said, I ain't had one problem all night long. Didn't go to the doctor. I'm doing well. God's touched me. Amen. The Lord gave us a word. One of the words in this revival comes from Joel chapter 2. It says in verse 25, it says, And I will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty. Hear this. This is a word from the Lord. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. Can you say amen? And my people shall never be ashamed. Amen. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days I will pour out my spirit. How many of you know we are living in the last days? That's the promise of the Lord. I want you right where you are to lift your hands to the Lord. Let's honor his presence. We come into his house tonight. Lord, we come into your presence. We're ready. We want to be revived. We want to be restored. We want to be led by still waters. Lord, we want to be dealt with like sheep with a shepherd who cares about them. A shepherd after God's own heart. We thank you tonight, Lord. We minister grace and honor to your name. We thank you for revival that is here in this place and lives that have been transformed and changed. We thank you for every healing. We thank you for everyone who's come to know you as their Savior. We thank you, Lord, for those who are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're believing tonight. God, for one more night of miracles, one more night, Lord, where a word, a sure word comes to a saint of God who is holding on to a promise. We're believing tonight, Lord, your will, your work, your purpose is to be done in this house. And everyone stands in an agreement of prayer tonight in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. We give you the praise tonight. Come on, one more time. Put your hands together. Give the Lord great praise in this house. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you can. I want to thank you this week as you have honored God and as you have honored our guests and you have given. I want to give you an opportunity now in this service where you will get the opportunity to follow God's plan and how God works in the kingdom, his kingdom. How many of you know we don't live in a democracy in the spiritual realm? Some of you act like you didn't know that before. He is our king 
of kings and Lord of lords. And we live in a monarchy where God is sovereign and he reigns. He's in control. He tells the winds and the waves how far to go. You never have to worry. That's why Isaiah said, when the waters overflood me, they'll not drown me out. When the fires burn, they'll not burn me, nor will the flame kindle upon me. In his word, he declares, Joshua said, as he was with Moses, so shall he be with me. And that's my hope. That's my promise, Pam. That's my promise. He'll be with me, and he'll be with you tonight. So I want you to honor the Lord. This is part of our worship to be able to give tonight. I want you to honor God and give from your heart in a way that praises and honors his name and what he's done for you. Father, as we come before you, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the blessings that we have felt on this Monday night, knowing, Lord, we're just barely coming in to, the, to rounding the first lap. But we are excited. Lives have been transformed and changed. And God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. Tonight, we honor you with our gifts. We come into the house of the Lord with something, an offering in our hands to give back to you. We honor you. We thank you for this privilege. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, may our guests be blessed. May the ministry be blessed that they bring to us and then they take out and go from here and give to so many other people. Lord, we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ and give you glory and honor and praise for it all. Amen. Amen. I would like to say, before we go any further, I would like them to stand, some wonderful friends of mine, ministers. I would like Shane and, and Nikki Denny and their beautiful little baby girl, if they will stand for us real quick. These are ministers in our state. We're so delighted they're with us. Years ago, Shane used to preach for me in youth revivals and we worked together in ministry, and, and, and Nikki used to slip in to our youth group all the way from Hillsboro. She'd drive all the way across the country to come be with us, and we're so thrilled, proud, thrilled. That's Prilled is the word that's proud and thrilled put together. You just made you up a new word. I know you're going to come to me after church and say, I'm so thrilled to see you. We're delighted that y'all are here with us tonight. God bless you.
We need some praise in the house. Loud praise in the house. Honoring the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I don't know about you, but I think they've done an outstanding job. Amen? Great. You see, what we have done in the church is we gather around events. Israel gathered around his presence. His event does not make it a presence, but his presence makes it an event. I, got I hope they're recording that. I've never said that before. I'm just carried away. <laughs> but it's all about him. It's all about his presence. It's all about, somebody said, I hope the Lord shows up. He always does. The reason he, we don't think he shows up is because we don't recognize that he's there. And the reason we don't recognize he's there sometimes is because there's something we've done and we don't want to run into him. When I was misbehaving as a little boy, and I did sometimes, most of y'all remember Mark Sargent. He got it from me, okay? And my mother would say to me, when your daddy gets home, I was all right till the car drove up. What did I do? I tried to hide. Well, I didn't want to be in his presence because I had to be accountable for my actions to my father. And sometimes we say, so I, I had, used to have people say, you know, the Lord blessed and the Lord did a lot of things, but I, I didn't feel anything. It's time to get your feel around and say, okay, if you've blown it, it's okay. He understands. How many know his presence is in this house? Come on. Recognize him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many believe already God has given you an encounter with him you'll never forget? See, there's a shift in the atmosphere. Say shift. Suddenly, heaven invades, forcing transformation. I, it's not whether you feel good when you leave here tonight. It's not whether it was a good blessing. It's whether there was transformation. You know what I feel like the Lord wants out of this revival? Disciples. You can be seated, okay? I'm just starting. We'll see where it goes. Turn in your Bible to Proverbs 30, verse 28. Proverbs 30, verse 28. Boy, I got a lot of... Did you leave this up here for me? I wore my purple to sing, and now they've left all kind of music for me. <laughs> no, if I didn't have to preach, Gary, I would, but I'm the one that's got to preach. So I'm not going to mess with that. Now, if somebody else was preaching, I'd sing. Proverbs 30, verse 28. Good to have the Denny's with us. Good to see you. I remember sitting in a Shoney's with you, and I think we talked about her. That's before she ever got here. Isn't that amazing what God does? God's given me a great relationship with this couple. I've been over when they were in Hillsboro. I don't know how many times, you know. If anybody ever pastored according to the song they did, it's that little 
white church. There's a white church out there on the other side of uh, Hillsboro, but I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you. All of you, thank you for being here on Monday night. Do you know what that means? That means you had to walk over the devil to get here. Hello? That means usually on Monday there's always something to do that can supersede you going to church. So you just said, you know what? I'll just step right over it. I'll just walk on to church. And I believe there's a double blessing for you tonight because you did what you did on Monday night. And those people that didn't show up, don't you dare tell them. So I'm sorry. Proverbs 30, verse 28. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in the king's palaces. You never thought that somebody would preach on spiders, did you? I don't like spiders and snakes, do you? But I'm going to show you some traits of a spider that should be in you. Now, notice the scripture that is up there. The spider skillfully grasps. Do you, do you fist like that? See, there are some people who may have had a physical problem that can't do that. In fact, in uh, the book of Mark, there's a man who had the withered hand. And the withered hand, because he had it, he lost his ability to grip. Now, it says that the spider skillfully gripped. Say, there's sometimes in your life you just got to take hold and hold on. When you go from there to the scripture in Isaiah 40 and 31, we all know that. When they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as an eagle, they shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint. The word wait there comes from a word that means to entwine yourself like hemp of a rope and hold on. Let me tell you something. The rope of hope is in waiting. My goodness, I don't know where all this is coming from. You better make notes tonight because I won't ever say it again. The rope of hope means that you're holding on. It doesn't mean you're just waiting, twiddling your thumbs. It doesn't mean that you're just waiting, saying, okay, I don't have anything else. To no, no, no. You're waiting in hope because he said, they that wait upon Lord. It also is a Hebrew word that means to weave a basket. So while you're waiting, maybe you should be busy weaving a basket. Hello, you know why you weave a basket? Because he's got to have a container to show up with his presence. You say, Lord, I'm waiting. I don't like to wait. Is anybody here as impatient as I am? Probably not. The only thing I don't like on the highway is somebody in front of me. It's prime. Don't mind the rest of it. Everybody should get off the highway and just let me go. But when I'm waiting, I should be building a basket. I don't know who you are tonight, but the Lord said to stop here and tell you, while you're waiting, you're not wasting your time. While you're waiting does not mean it's just biding your time and it's just, just something. No, 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 no. You are building a container in your soul that he can show up in his presence and fill your life. See, his presence doesn't show up in the pews. His presence doesn't show up in the carpet. His presence doesn't show up in the instruments. His presence shows up in you. And when you come together and his presence is in your life, are you imagine what God can do 
and an atmosphere of the miraculous when we all bring the presence of the Lord with us? I feel this thing tonight, folks, because my Bible tells me about his presence, that his presence was carried by the priesthood. And the priesthood would take the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, which had the two cherubim and cherubim, and in the middle of the cherubim is where he would show up with the Shekinah glory, and they would put that on their shoulder, and they would take it to wherever it needed to go. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say when you showed up tonight, did you bring the presence? How many know you're the royal priesthood? That simply means you carry, you are presence carriers. How many believe you carry his presence? So, so look at all these people here tonight. We've all come together. We all brought his presence, and now we come in corporate worship together. You know, sometimes music, man, why sometimes, there's probably some services you think, I'm up here leading worship, and they all did. He can't say anything, Okay. I feel the same way preaching sometimes. But what happens is the enemy knows if he can distract you in this service, the presence that's with you will not be what it should be. And therefore, the presence in you and the presence in you and the presence in you and everybody here doesn't come together when we're in corporate worship. But you see, when God's presence shows up in the royal priesthood and we're all carrying the presence together, then all of a sudden there is an atmosphere in this place that is an atmosphere for the miraculous because God shows up in his presence in a beautiful way in corporate times that we come together. Do you understand what I'm saying? I have some praisers in the house. His presence is what you exist for. This really isn't where I'm preaching, okay? I just happened to get here because I'm talking about the grip. The grip. My grandfather had a stroke. This was years ago, and I watched him lay in the bed five years, and he couldn't move, and the... My vivid memory is he had his hand on his chest like that. That's all he could ever do. He had no grip. But you see, when you have the presence, uh, let, let, me, let me kind of bring this into perspective. If you go to your house tonight and you pull in your garage or area or go in your basement and all of a sudden you see a spider web, how many of you go get a broom or something and knock it down? I'm not going to do it with my hand, okay? I don't like spiders. I'm going to get something to knock it down. But let me tell you something. You can knock it down, but if you don't kill him, the next morning, he's got another one. Why? Because his web comes from within him. Let me tell you something. I'm a spider. You can knock me down, but if you don't kill me, I'm coming back. You can take a spider and knock it down in the air, and while he's falling, he's trying his best to push out some web. Let me tell you something. I'm a child of God filled with the presence of God, and the presence of God is the web in my life. And if you knock me down, I'm going to get back up because his glory is inside of me and everything works in me. He said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, work it out. Work it out. <laughs> Woo! It's getting good, folks. 
Now look at this. His strength is in here. See, I know you don't act like me, and I'm so glad. We'd be in trouble if all y'all acted like me. But sometimes when I'm facing an extreme difficult problem, before, and this is wrong, before I go to God, I go to somebody. Now watch all of you slump down. You know, all of you know that's what we do. Oh, let me tell you, it's okay to tell your friends, but why not go to God first? Because his strength is in here. According to the power that works within you. The only way you're going to solve your situation is what God has put in you. And when the enemy comes along and takes a swat at you, get back up and say, devil, by the time the sun comes up in the morning, I'm going to have me a brand new well built. You think you got me down? No, no. I'm a child of God, and what works within me is going to come out. See, y'all still love me? Because I'm about to tell you something. Here's what you got to understand. In the church world, we have spent more time becoming consumers rather than producers. Now, if I look correctly, when I drove up tonight, it said Stratford Heights Church of God. Is that correct? It did not say anywhere Walmart Church of God. See, we treat church like Walmart. I don't like what he did. I'm leaving. Hello? If you find a perfect church, please don't join it. You'll ruin it. Y'all better say amen over here. Y'all looking a little guilty over here. Y'all better come on. Come on. <laughs> See, because we spend so much time consuming, and, and I love it. You know, I love the iPad, the iPhone, the i-whatever. I'm trying to get the i-watch, but it's too small for me to read, so I'm just leaving it alone. But look, we've got every avenue. I got a Facebook message from a lady who lives north of Dayton. I can't remember her name. Anyway, she said, I couldn't come to your revival, but I was watching it. And the Lord changed my life. You know what the man told me tonight? There were 97 people watching yesterday online while I was preaching. I didn't ask him how many stayed with it. I, I didn't want to know that part. <laughs> but here, we must produce. Are you getting it? See, you go to Walmart, I'll take this, I'll take this, I'll take this, you pay and leave. And if you live in Alabama, you, you be careful going to Walmart because people don't know how to dress in Alabama to go to Walmart, okay? <laughs> they have a problem. But it's consumer, consumer, consumer. Well, you know what? They've got a new church going over on over there. I think I'll go over there. Consume. You see, what God wants you to do as a spider is if there's an upheaval ever in your church, you don't leave. I had some problems in my church when I pastored, and people would come to me and say, well, I, I just don't, all this is going on, and I think I'll leave. I said, do you not understand? I need you now more than I ever needed you before. Let what's inside of you come out. 
and say, this is where I stand. I will not move. Come on. Am I preaching all right? Because it is within you. And it's not enough to have it within you unless it gets out here. The spider has nothing unless it comes out and he builds that web. You know what the strongest thing in the world is? Walking through the woods and your face hits a spider web. You'll stop dead in your tracks. <laughs> because all of a sudden, here we go. But you see, God has given an ability to a spider. Do you realize that there are about 30,000 30, species of spiders? Do you realize that a spider is not an insect and it's not an animal. It's an uh, acro or whatever you call that thing, okay? You, you know, it has eight legs, it has a two-part body, and it has eight eyes all the way around. The problem is it can't see. Eight eyes and poor vision. Oh, I could preach that, Pastor. <laughs> if we're not careful, we got more eyes than we got vision. Can I can I stop here and preach a little more? Everybody still love me on this Monday night? I hope you do when you leave. The vision for this body and this ministry comes through this man. For eight years it came through me. I was your pastor. Because the Bible says in Psalm 133, how beautiful and how pleasant it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the anointing oil is poured upon the head and the beard and down to the skirts of the garment. Hello. Aren't you glad to know that scripture? Just as much as anointing is on his head, if you're cleaning the carpet, there's just as much anointing down there. It says the head, the beard, and the, say, skirts. The skirts of a priest's garment is what would be dragging in the dirt. So sometimes when you're dragging in the dirt and you think nobody cares and God's not around, there's just as much anointing while you're dragging in the dirt as there is when you're standing up on the mountaintop. Oh, I need some praisers. You may have to take me home, but uh, man, I feel it. It's amazing what I can do under the anointing and how much I can pass out when it's gone. Look at this. When you understand what God does in a church and the flow of the anointing, I'm going to preach a little more here. Everybody still with me? The priest has the anointing poured on the head. The beard actually represents in Hebrew the elders. Aged, mature. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have revival. I don't want to be this bad. Another reason the church, it's not, we become, we become consumers and not producers. You know what else we've done? We don't grow up. <laughs> well, what about that one? Galatians chapter 4 said, you have an inheritance, but it's not yours because you're still under the tutelage of a governor or somebody who's over you. And because you're immature, you don't get the inheritance. Uh, I started to have you turn to your neighbor and say, grow up, but I don't want to start a fight. Look at this. Maturity 
is what brings God in your life. What is, oh, I've had people say to me, you know what, I'm, I'm mature. I said, yeah, let somebody get your seat. Hello. Let's see how mature you are. I, you know, what, I pastored Summit in Church of God for 20 years. And a lady on the second, second row, honey, she sat on the second row, and she had a little piece of carpet, and it said Millie's Place. And somebody got upset and said, well, I don't have one of those. I said, when you get to be 102 like her, you can lay down in the pew. I don't care. Hello. She earned it, folks. <laughs> when you get to be 100, you can be, you can be that way. Is that all right? But maturity means that you grow up. And the maturity of the church begins to reach out. If you're going to ask wisdom from somebody, you better make sure they're mature. And sometimes I've seen some old folks who weren't mature. Woo! Y'all okay over here? I'm gonna come here and preach a while. They getting, they, I'm getting a little afraid over there. It comes across the head, down the beard, to the skirts of the garment. And when all of this takes place, the scripture says he's commanded a blessing there. Say there. Where is there? The anointed head down to the skirts of the garment, walking together in unity. God can do anything through that kind of people. Do I have any people like that here tonight? Come on, let me hear from you. See, the spider can't see. So God has created follicle, hair follicles on his legs. And while it's, he's made a web and he's back in his little place, he can't see. But those little follicles are extremely sensitive. And all of a sudden, he can't see, but he feels something. In other words, lunchtime. He's feeling it. He's sensitive to any little you know what I wish the Lord would do again in this revival? I wish he'd burn us up. And all that's left is ashes. You know what happens to ashes? Put them in your hand and go. <laughs> oh, if he'd just burn us up wherever he would blow, we would go. Come on. He is sensitive because he's trapped the enemy. And while the enemy is trying to get loose, He's just waiting and he feels it. Has anybody ever felt something in God? See, see, I got some people that show up in my lifetime to time and say, I don't know about that feeling. And I say, well, let me stick you with a pen and see if you feel it. Let me do something and let you feel it. I believe in feeling it, folks. I believe that we can look at this spider and understand that we need to be sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I might as well testify about me I felt the Holy Spirit moving last night, sitting in Applebee's with 18 or whatever, how many people we had there. I don't know how many were there. But all of a sudden, the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit said, you need to talk to that young lady. <coughs> Kayla, is that her name? <clears throat> and when we got toward the end, well, before we did, I began to talk to her. See, be sensitive. And I looked at her as she was taking orders. And I said, you know what? 
I need to pray for you before I leave. So I thought, well, we're about to leave. I'm going to get up and go over and pray for her. Well, guess what? She didn't wait on me. I was over there where I couldn't get out. She stretched her hand across that table, and I prayed for her right there. Why? Sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm nobody special, folks, but you've got to be sensitive to what God wants. There's hurting people. There's people who are discouraged. There are people who are disappointed. There are people who are sick. There are people. Be sensitive to what God says to you, and I hear you. I'm listening. I hear you. What if they reject me? They can't reject you unless you say something. So what? Amen. How about anybody over here believe in being sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Do it. Work it. You see, he's sensitive. It's a good thing I can't see. Ooh, I got a feeling I'm sensitive. Everything's going to be all right. When I first heard that thought, song, I thought, well, I don't know about it. But I get, let me tell you something. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I said, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Lord, why did you give it to all those other people? You won't give it to me. I want to sing. I do. But the Lord changes it before he hears it, okay? Sensitivity. There's an enemy there. Let me tell you what happens to the, the prey that enters that web. The more that little bug or fly tries to get loose, the tighter it gets. The only way that little insect can get free is if I walk over there and pick him up. Still with me? See, that's what we do when we get entangled in sin. Hello? Ooh, I'm talking. I'm, I'm in somebody's living room right now. You tried your best to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You thought, I can just wiggle my way out of this. But the more you try, the tighter it gets. See, the enemy is waiting on you to get so bound up and then he wants to come and take, take over. Anybody still with me? See, he's sensitive. He knows something's going on. Now, if you try as an insect to walk on a web, you get stuck. Anybody ever been stuck in life? Hello. Now, y'all go grinning at me again. You ever felt like you were just stuck? You ever feel like you're just spinning your wheels? You ever feel like, I don't know. Let me show you something. God has created a spider with oil glands on his legs. And when that little insect is all wrapped up, he releases the oil. When he releases the oil, he can walk on that web and never get stuck because he's headed to his lunch. I got a feeling. Woo! Let me tell you something. I've got the oil of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
And every time the enemy thinks he's got me, I release the oil of the Holy Spirit and I just get out of being stuck. And I start walking because the anointing changes my life. It changes my perspective. It changes my mind. It changes my heart. Then all of a sudden, I just walk right out of that. You didn't think this spider would preach this way. Neither did I. <laughs> I got to find something else to preach on tomorrow now. Maybe I'll come up with a and or something, I don't know. He has oil and he's released and he's able to walk. He sent me by to tell you tonight, if you'll release the anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life, you're going to be able to pick up and go on. He wants you to stay stuck. The enemy thinks he has you. The enemy thinks, I got them right where I want them. No, 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 no. There's an anointing in this house tonight. And that anointing in this house is going to get you unstuck. Because when the oil flows, you can walk on top of that web and not be stuck. Is anybody ready to walk? Is anybody ready to come out? Come out. Woo. I'm so glad I typed this up today. Because I forgot it. Left it at the room. <laughs> Maybe that's what the Lord wanted. But you've got to understand that that spider, he's sensitive. He has the oil. Everything that he has is in here. My son, Jeff, and all of you know him, has a Ph.D., but that has nothing to do with the anointing. I like what Carson said to him. He walked through the line, got his doctorate, and Carson looked at him and said, Daddy, you're a doctor, but you can't help nobody. <laughs> and I'm proud of him, okay? I'm not minimizing. If you got to, hey, praise God. I wish I'd have gone on. But that does not bring the anointing. You can have doctorate and all these other things. You can have so many degrees, it's 98.6 by your name. But that has nothing to do with the anointing. You can't educate yourself into the anointing. You can't push yourself into the anointing. You can't make yourself anointed. But you can get alone with God in your prayer closet and pray until heaven comes down. And when God shows up, all of a sudden, you're in the richness of his presence. You're in the richness of his power. That's the anointing. Woo. I'm going to walk up here so you'll think I'm closing, okay? So don't get afraid. Is everybody okay? You see, the Bible says work out. It doesn't say work out your salvation. Don't mean you can work it and get saved. No, no. It means work out your own walk with God from in here. See, if you don't have anything in here, you're going to run on empty. Work it out. Because the more you work it out, the more you're a candidate to what God has for you and the more God can use you. I'm so glad to tell you that Jesus talked about it in John chapter 7, verse 37. On that last day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. Say cried. Greek word for cried is to holler. 
So some folks wouldn't have liked him because he was loud. Well, you had to be. He didn't have a microphone. He stood and cried, if any man thirst, not if you attend church, not even if you pay your tithes, not even if you do good deeds, if any man thirst, say that word, thirst. A man can live three days without water and he gets in trouble. But he can live many, many days without food. Water is your sustenance to your human body to keep it operating. It's like the anointing oil is to your life. See, the reason you go out here ever periodically and change the oil in your car is because you want the viscosity to be good to where it can keep everything running smooth. The best way I can see a church operate is when there's fresh oil that's in the body and that fresh oil in the body. Mm. <coughs> that fresh oil keeps the wheels turning, the cogs moving. Hello? Drain the oil out of your car and drive it. It won't work. You know why? Because there's no oil. And when there's no oil, it creates friction. Oh, I'm preaching again. Friction will cause your car to stop. Friction will cause a church to stop. The devil has a design. He's not going to accomplish it. He wants to stop the move of God in this church but I'm so glad he showed up to try it because he has no power. All he can do is flap his jaws. This is God's house with God's anointing, with God's people. If you believe it, give him praise in the house. Oh, my God. Jesus said, if you're thirsty, out of a cup out here. I believe I missed it. Out of a bucket full over here. Huh. Out of your innermost being. Where's that at? Do you realize the same word for innermost being is the same word for womb? Out of the producing parts of your body will flow rivers. Rivers. Ooh, rivers. Anybody want to be a river? Anybody want to let the anointing flow and be a river? You see, if we'll let this river go, we can see people changed. See, the river is inside of you because of the anointing and the Holy Spirit, and it flows. Thank you, Father. The bad news about me typing all this up and forgetting it is I don't know where to stop, okay? I'm not going to walk over to Judy. She'll tell me where to stop, okay? Let me get back over here. <laughs> Y'all love me. I'm crazy. He loves me too. If I wasn't crazy, you'd think I was sick, wouldn't you? When you allow this to come forth, then something happens out here. It's not just releasing an anointing in church and hallelujah, which I like, 
It's releasing it like I did last night, like I did last week, like I did last month. Like, you got to let it go. Do you know what happens when I do that? I get more. Then he gives me more and I do more and then he gives me more and I do more and I gives me more and I do more. It never stops. Because you, I've told you before, at this time in my life, I thought I'd be sitting around a shade tree drinking a big old glass of iced tea. Sweet iced tea. No, syrup iced tea. I don't like sweet tea. I like syrup. I thought, man, I'll just have it made. I play golf every day. My golf clubs, I walked in the garage and they said, who are you? I played with them and they said, now we remember. <laughs> but it's all right. I wouldn't trade what I'm doing. I got a call from Al Bristow in Alabama right before I came to church. He said, we want you to be at a church for us Sunday in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I said, I'll be there. Because, you know, I'm doing what God wants me to do. Last year, I went to a church for six months. I was their pastor for six months. They were split right down the middle. Guess what? I went and split them a little bit more. But after I split them a little bit more, they got together. Sometimes in churches, somebody has to leave. <laughs> Can we do a Joan Rivers? Can we just talk? God is in control of everything that happens. God knows where you're going. He knows where you're headed. God already sees way beyond that new building. He already sees the people that are in it. He already sees the people that are saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit. He already sees the people that are healed. He already sees what's out there. He just wants you to release what's inside of you so you can make a river so you can get to where God has for you because he's already there and he's waiting on you to show up. He's not going to change his mind because of you. He still has a plan. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, he changes not. Wow. Wow. And he will work his plan through producers, not Walmart shoppers. Well, can, can I qualify that and give Judy a little praise? Okay, if I give her a little credit. All right. Isn't she a great lady? And I a fortunate man. Y'all pray for her. She only had surgery seven weeks ago, and she gets frustrated because she's out of energy. I said she had surgery. Amen? But she will go to Walmart more than I do. She'll go to Walmart used to in two or three hours. I said, what happened to you? She said, well, I ran into them, I ran into them. So when I go to Walmart, I said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm gone. And a lady came up to her that had a problem with her leg, wasn't it? Wasn't cancer, but it was cancer here. I want you to hear this. She had it there and inside her leg. She asked you to pray for her. And she did the normal Christian thing. We'll be praying for you. She goes around another aisle, right? You do. And the Holy Spirit said, go find her. You're not going to just pray for her. You're going to pray for her in Walmart. You better have the victory if you're going to pray in Walmart. Because they may carry you off. You prayed for her. Then we saw her about six months later. I was preaching at a church. 
What had happened is she came to my church at Summerton. Her father, who was in the ministry, had died, and she was bitter. And she said, I came to your husband's church. He came back to me and called me out. Not like I would ever do that, okay? I came back. I called her out. She said, he told me everything about me. I got up and left that church and said, I'm not going back. She said, but guess what? He said what he said, and what he said was what God wanted said, and he was right. And she made things right with God, asked me to forgive her, and I hadn't even thought about it anyway. But she prayed for her. We were at the Bagley Church on Sunday. Alabama was playing football somewhere, and the pastor was gone. I was preaching, okay? And she comes up and says, I want to tell you, you prayed for me in Walmart. Look at my nose. Look at my leg. I have no cancer. I'm talking about what's in here. Judy didn't do that. It was the power of God within her. Is that anointing that I'm talking about? The power of God within you can touch somebody's life and they can get up and walk. She was healed by the power of the anointing of so the next time you go to Walmart, pray for an anointing so you can just skate through there. But then God's going to speak to you. Listen to me, and I'll close, I think. Be sensitive to what God says. He will never tell you to do something that's opposite of his word. He's looking for obedience. He's looking for that person who used to sit in my classroom when I was a kid and always raised their hand. You ever have one of those that knew every answer? It wasn't me. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, it's just a smart aleck. I'm back there saying, don't look at me. But the Lord is looking for somebody to say, hey, call on me. Use me. Anybody want to be used tonight? Anybody ready to do what God wants you to do? My Lord, Pastor, I feel if they'll grasp hold of this, that God will do something in this church that's never been done before, and we'll see a landslide of people. You're not only going to have to go to a second, third service. You ain't going to be able to get them in here. They're going to come from the east, the west, the north, and the south, and God's going to bring them in. But you've got to let it out on the inside so they'll come in to where you are. Stand to your feet. I speak to you as the widow woman who came to the prophet. Go gather vessels, not a few, but plenty, and bring them to my house, and I will open the oil of the Holy Spirit, and I will pour out what you've been asking me to do. I'm looking for vessels, and you are my workers. Go forth, says the Spirit, and I will show you what you've been asking for. Look at me. 
the Lord is seeking people who will be obedient. On a count of three, I want you to act like you're in class and you know the answer. One, two, three. See, I tricked you. I told the Lord anybody that raised their hand to use them. No, I didn't. God wants to use you. How many of you now will say, I'm available. Lord, use me wherever I go. Let me tell you something. Don't you ever let the enemy tell you it's over for you. Somebody said to me not long ago, why do you stay on the road? You might die. I said, who cares? It don't matter where you die. I get, sometimes I don't even want to go to bed. You know why? I don't want to die in bed. I am not going to quit. Do I have any takers? I am not going to turn back. I am not going to stop. I'm going to do whatever I can tonight for some, oh my Lord. Here's what the Holy Spirit's telling me to do tonight. He's telling me for every volunteer to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and move in the anointing and let it come forth out of you to get out of your pew quickly and walk up here now. Now. I didn't plan this altar call. The Holy Spirit said to do this so you could see. If all you had was, whoa, just this group, you could be, as they said in the book of Acts, they turned the world upside down. You know what? I, I get you up here and preach a little bit more. Is that okay? In the book of Acts, it says they were unlearned men. Greek translation they were calling them idiots and I said I want to be an idiot for Jesus anybody want to be an idiot for Jesus that's what they called it they turned the world upside down and they were unlearned I may be unlearned in a lot of things but I'm learned in who he is and what he wants and I'm one of the come on hold that hand up again wave it so he can see it say I'm yours Lord I'm available I'm available I'm available Just stay up here with me. It's okay. Because I don't know what I'm going to do. I may just hand you the mic, okay? I don't want Your life is not in shelf time. You have not been placed on the shelf. You have been placed in an opportunity that God will develop you for what he has planned for you. It has been interrupted. But he said to tell you, it's not a mountain, it's a speed bump. Slow down, listen to him, learn, and go forth. I call it out of both of you right now. You're not on a shelf. You're in an interim time that God, oh my Lord, anybody feel that? Give him praise in the house. Come on, give him more praise. Give him 30 seconds of wild praise. Hallelujah! Judy, in your weakness, he's giving you strength. Whatever it is that seems to be pulling at you, he said to tell you right this moment, his anointing is breaking it right now. 
the enemy is trying to tell you that it's time to hang it up. No, it's time for you to step up. And when you do, the oh, it's rising in you right now. You ladies lay your hands on it right there. Rising up within you right now. I call it out. My God. Everybody all right? I started to apologize for calling up you, calling you up here and doing this. I know you, but I don't know who you are. No, no, no. The young lady. Yes, walk over here. I just love it when God does things I don't have a clue about. But He knows who you are. Now, if I walk up to you and I look strange, it's because I am. I don't have a clue. Some of you men help me if I walk up to somebody. Everybody doesn't fall out, but I have to have catchers. As I told you, somebody said to me at something, why do you have catchers? I said, it's the same reason we have Kleenex. Everybody don't cry, but we got it there just in case. This is the beginning. I walk over you. I walk over here to you and I feel it. What if the Lord could work a miracle and I could be 30 again? to start all over because I'm so excited that this is the last day generation that will see Jesus come back but he said I'm going to pour my spirit out on this generation yeah he just spoke to me and said son you don't know what you're asking for I said okay come over and stand with her See, you all don't know it, but I'm one of the few people that know his dad as James Allen Jones. We were in Lee together. I believe we graduated sometime, 70. I believe it was. His dad is unbelievable. I love him. I do. 
feel like you say, you've been here a year. Is that about right? Now? Everybody okay? If I called you up here and you get tired and you got to sit down, it's fine. I didn't know I was going to do this. Warning, warning, warning. If you don't want the Lord to call you to do some kind of ministry, you can leave now because he's calling. He's calling people to teach, to usher, to greet, to work. Listen, that new building will not be worth anything unless you got something to put in it. People! It's you. How many feel that calling on your life? Come on. years old when I became your pastor don't figure out how long that's been you'll add it up don't do that I came to be the pastor at Harlem Park 
Judy vividly remembers, I'm sure. I drove the truck up and who was the lady that had the crippled hand? Crazy. She and her husband, and she was funny. She kind of had a, seemed like she had a, oh. Anyway, I drive the truck up. I'm driving a big truck with all my stuff in it. And I was crazy then. I jumped out of the truck, and I looked at them, and I, they were at the parsonage when it was down here. I said, uh, I'm just a truck driver. The pastor will be on later. They believed me. <laughs> they really did. But I'll tell you what. Eight years of my life is indelibly in my heart because I know, oh, Pastor, I can't help it. This is not just going to be a 100-year celebration. It's going to be a 100-year explosion. It's time. It's time. You can celebrate, but there's an explosion coming, and it's going to be you and 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 you. Anybody ready? Give him praise. I feel like jumping up just in case the rapture takes place and I'll get ahead of you. Come on. You can tell I'm through. Hey, look at me. How many of you will pray for me? Look at me. I love you. It is a joy of my life to be here once a year. I love you. Thank you for giving into my ministry so I can just keep doing it. Hey, I love this man. You love this man? So as we get ready to leave here today, if you're, if you're sitting, would you stand for me? You can leave the little, little baby. She can stay right there. Because I want you to do something. I want you to put your hand over your heart. I felt that, that power in us now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. The power in you. The power in you tonight. As you've got your hand over your heart, I want you right now to say, God, turn on the power. Let the work in me be excellent. Let the work in me be you. Fill me, saturate my rabble Saturate me with your spirit, God. Fill me to overflowing my cup runneth over, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Till I can't hardly stand another minute. Lord, let me be so full. I am absolutely filled to the brim and running over. In the name of Jesus. Let ministry be birthed out of tonight. Let lives be transformed from tonight. God, let not one person who walks over the threshold of this house, who leaves this place, not one of them be the same as they walked in here tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I call it done according to the glory and the honor and the power of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the author, the finisher of our faith, and the church built on him in jesus name we pray everybody said amen and put your hands together and give god praise give him praise you and i are walking out of here tonight and we are not the same people that walked in say amen we're not the same people you're going to be different
You're going to walk out of here and get in your car and be different. No, I felt what he said, Shane, Nikki. I felt what he said all the way to my feet. I felt an electric shock of God. He's got something. He's literally, you are right now, you're inside this cave of ministry and love and good because you've already found all these sparkles in the wall. You're in a diamond mine. And what God's going to birth out of that and what God's going to bring to pass in your life is going to be treasures and you're, people going to want what you have found in this season of your life. In the name of Jesus, reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Find he's not too busy. Oh, he'll answer your cry. He's passing by this moment. Your need he will supply. 